Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. It is May the 30th, 2019. Uh, of course, just coming off of the Memorial Day weekend, a ton of events uh, lining up for the month of June as we get ready to turn another page on the calendar. Again, episode number 22 of the Industry Insider. And my guest today, a uh, gentleman I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing for over 20 years now, it's Terry Trader. Uh, the promoter of the Quincy Grand Prix, uh, the park race uh, that I was able to uh, attend and actually participate in back in 1998, one of those amazing bucket list races. And it's one of the races that's actually going to you know, kick things off here in June, uh, on June 8th and 9th uh, in Quincy, Illinois. Um, Terry, thank you so much for joining us here on the ECAN Radio Network. I know you're busy. I know it's crazy you got a race coming up in just over a week, uh, but thank you for joining us. Well, you're welcome, Robin. It's, it is a pleasure to be on this network because you guys are really the industry leader on uh, keeping the, the information flowing to the carter. And, and that's kind of why I, you know, I'm so excited that, that we can get together and talk about this thing because it is such a unique event and such a unique track and that that people need to really consider coming to this deal, okay? Because it's uh, we try to do it. You know, my goal is to make this the Formula One of karting, and I've got the track. Nobody's got the track I got, and so, um, and I've got the city behind me. So we're, yeah, that's that's what we're working on. You know, let's let's set the origin story for for people that may not know those who could be listening here to uh, to the ECAN Radio Network for the first time or potentially new to karting. Uh, the Quincy Grand Prix, it, it's set in in the park, actually in a park in in Quincy, and so that's where it obviously became just the park because. Like you said, there's not another racetrack like it in North America, potentially the world, as it snakes through the, the, the park there in Quincy. Uh, elevation changes, uh, just some incredible corners. Terry, give us the origin story. Very, you know, Let's throw it into a minute, minute and a half, whatever it may be. What is the Quincy Grand Prix? How did it start? And talk a little bit about its uniqueness. Okay, in 1970, there's a, there's a celebration that started in Quincy called the Dogwood festival and Quincy is known for their beautiful trees and street tree lined, uh, main street. And, uh, so they had a festival They and they were looking for things to do. And so they went to Gus says, Gus, what, is there anything you can do to kind of help us promote this thing? He said, well, how about a, uh, how about a karting race? And, uh, they said, wow, that'd be fantastic. So a guy that owned a local radio station here, a hundred thousand water, him and him and Gus got together and they looked around different places where they could hold this thing. And they landed at South Park and uh, South Park, the the normal way of running the track is counterclockwise uh, for automobiles. They do allow automobiles in there. And it was a one point two mile, like you said, up and down, cur- you know, curves, various curves, all that, it, you know, track. And so they uh, went over and they took a cart over there and my uh, mechanic, Stan Long, I think you knew Stan to build all my motors for all my championships he he was the driver because i was in college at the time and he took it around the the way the cars went and he said that's not going to work the the hills are too too much and he said let's turn it around and go the opposite way go clockwise and that was it i mean it just absolutely fit perfect so gus started the race 1970 uh they had it at uh, the first weekend in may and for the for the first five years and for the first five years because of the rain in the midwest it rained it out three of the five years. And Gus said, well, yeah, that, no. that's enough. That's enough of that. So he moved it to the first weekend in June. Now we are, we're the second weekend in June, which is, is because I've scheduled it because there are some other things in Quincy happening. But anyway, so he ran it for 
32, he ran it, see, the wow. 32 years total, the 27 years, the first week in June, I don't think he had another rain out after he moved that, that date. Okay. So, you know, the crescendo was his 25th anniversary. Uh, he raised $25,000 to give away as a purse and he had over 600 entries. So, Wow. You know, we had some that were 67 carts started in one race. And the, the neat thing about it is the track can handle it, as you know, because you were out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've, yeah. uh, you know, so that's kind of the history of it. And so it got in 2001 was the last year he held it. And the track was really getting rough and the turnout was deteriorating. The carters, I don't know, had lost interest or whatever. And uh, he decided not to run it again. So basically 17 years uh, between the time that he quit running it and then in 18 when we started it, but at 17, the park district paved half the track and in 18, they paved the other half. And then they came to me and said, Hey, would you be interested in bringing the karting event back? And every, everywhere I went in Quincy before that, it was like, Hey, when are you going to do the go-karting race again? We sure, we loved it. We loved taking our kids out there. We loved you know, getting our, our, our picnic baskets out there and sitting and spending the day in the park and all that. I said, it'll probably never happen because I'm not sure we can get insurance and, and I don't know the track's rough and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, when they asked me to do it, I had to think long and hard, but I said, all right, let's, let's give it a go. And I was able to secure the insurance and, and, uh, then we started just working on it. And the great thing about Quincy is all these, Local businesses that, of course, we've been around here since 1961 were well known and in, in business. And I got a lot of businesses to step up and help me put this on because the race first year was about $110,000 in expenses to put it on. And this year is going to be uh, greater than that, probably $130,000 to put it on. And that's without a purse. OK, but, you yeah. know, we've uh, we've done a lot of neat things to, to make it, uh, I think, an improved safety race is what I, my main goal on this deal was to improve the overall safety of the track. So, cause it, it kind of got a reputation that it, it wasn't a set up safe and all that, but I've got a great crew to set it up. And, uh, I think we accomplished it last year. Everybody was said, wow, this is so, super cool. And, and everybody felt secure and we had no injuries. And that's, uh, that was my goal. Well, let's, let's go back real quick, and I'll just add a bit. You know, you mentioned Gus, and I probably didn't set it up correctly. Of course, Gus Trader, your father, the legendary promoter for karting, street races, and events uh, throughout the Midwest for so many years. He puts this race on, and again, Gus was that guy that wanted to make sure everybody was enjoying the race. And it was all about trying to take the sport somewhere different, right? It was it was taking it away from just regular car tracks around the country. He, You know, Gus, would with his PKA, would ha- have this traveling street racing deal where it was – Money, you know, carters were racing for lots of money, uh, street races all over the place. So, again, as you said, a, a great run for that event, the Quincy Grand Prix. It goes into a bit of a hiatus. They make the improvements to the park that you needed, I think, to even consider the fact of bringing it back. And then you get the support again from the from the community, which is one of the really, really interesting things. There's only, you know, there's a couple, only a handful of races left in this sport where the community gets behind, so behind uh, the event probably probably none like Quincy. Of course, you know Streets of Lancaster is a big race. USAC's brought back the Elkhart Grand Prix. Of course, Rock Island now celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. But you mentioned briefly. I'm going to throw this out there. That we're going to talk more about the race again. It's the Quincy Grand Prix. Terry Trader joining me here on this edition of the the Industry Insider. 
June 8th and 9th, the, 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 uh, the date of the race, next weekend. So if you've got that weekend off, figure out a way to get there because it's going to be a massive event. Um, one, one of the things I want to touch on before we talk class structure and, and really get into the improvements you've made safety-wise or whatever it may be, this is not just a go-kart race where you're going to go in and there's maybe 1,000 people, 2,000 people at the fence line. This is a deal where this city goes crazy. Like you said, they roll in. It's it's blankets. It's picnics. It's cocktails. It's it's having a cold beer. This is a race that draws a huge spectator turnout. It it does, Rob. And it, it what and I think the unique thing about this whole thing is that you know when when I restarted this thing, I started it as a nonprofit, and so uh, you, basically this is my community. Uh, event that I try to do to, to for the community because they've been so good for our family. But uh, the estimates last year on Sunday was 15,000 people and on Saturday was 8,000 when you think about it. But, you know, it is all free, so which is cool because we had, we had uh, you know, had set up parking for everybody so they could park their cars. We had shuttles going. Uh, they could bring their coolers, their tents, whatever, bring them up. Uh, and, you know, it it just was such a big thing. And we got a good look, you know, Quincy is a town of around 45,000 people. And uh, I think the great thing about it, you can do stuff like this. I mean, you know, you know, they uh, see these things as, you know, economic boost for the community and as as a great deal for the citizens. And uh, so they, they come out in droves and it, it's so unbelievable to see all these people come in. And that's what I'm telling the Carters. I mean, Guys, you're not going to run in front of 15,000 people anywhere. I I never did. I raced 40 years and never ran in, in, other than in the park in front of those kind of spectators. You're talking about, you know, almost a third of the town is coming out to watch this kind of thing. And, and, and there's and Terry, there, there's not a place, there's not a cart race now in North America that, that draws that many people. Not even close. No, there's and there's no event in Quincy, Illinois, that has those kind yeah. of spectator appeal to it. So. You know, it's fun. Of course, they, they all the, the the great thing that you see the kids out here having a blast, and actually, you know, that makes them think about well, maybe I want to race carts. So it's it is kind of a benefit to the karting public where they can get out and do it themselves. And of course, we don't have any juniors. We're you know, fifteen is the youngest age. I, I didn't yeah. want to go there. Uh, I just think it's better to let's do it this way and make it make it uh, just a senior type event and. Uh, so, you know, the people, like I said, the newspapers are there, the television, we've got two, Quincy's kind of unique there. They got two, uh, they got a CBS and an NBC affiliate here. So we get a lot of coverage on the news and it really makes the guys that are here, the Carters feel special because they're getting interviewed by the television, the radios, the newspapers, and they're in there, uh, you know, at nights and they get their articles that they're, they're the, the big stars here. Yeah. Well, it's, again, it's fantastic to have the event back again, folks. The Quincy Grand Prix, June the 8th and 9th this year. Terry, of course, are reestablishing this race. A lot of great support as well. We talked about Gus Trader, your father, and, of course, his, the, the legend that he has in American karting. Let's talk – I also want to throw a couple things out here before we jump into the actual event. Uh, number one, a trophy, right? That's always the big thing. You guys have this race that has been – has been. It's, it's a legend, right? It's a legend of the park. You know, I, I – you know, Keith Freeber brought me there the first year that I worked for National Cart News because he said, you have to come to the park. You have to see this race. They eventually plied me with too many Budweiser's and I entered me and I ended up racing the next day, which, again, was one of the things that I I look back at as something I'm glad I did. Um, but to have a major event like this, you've, you've got the Duffy, you know, you got Screaming Eagles. You guys, 
you wanted to, you wanted, I think, to you know, to pay your respects and, and make sure that people remembered Gus with a trophy. Talk a little bit about, about the Gussie, the trophy you guys came up with for the, for the event. Okay, so I, I came up with the idea that, you know, I want to do something really special. What would make somebody want to come and run this race? I mean, if you go to the national championships, the ICAF national championships, the one big thing that ICAF always had was the Duffy. And it was the yeah. cool, cool trophy. It was heavy. It was unique, and the only way to get one was to win the race, you know. And so um, I thought, well, it would be cool to let to develop a special trophy for this race. But the only way you can get one is if I give you one as an honorary-type deal like I did Scott Pruitt last year, yeah. or you have to win a park race, okay? And every one of them are numbered. So I took pictures of Gus, you know, a variety, uh, in a variety of, of ways, and I got it to this trophy guy to make them old. And, and that it ended up being him, Gus, standing there holding a checkered flag, which he always wanted to be the flag guy. He either had a microphone or a flag in his hand all the time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and so, That's right. so we developed this trophy. Uh, first year was great. This year I've added some weight to it. And I, it's so special. It, it, it is a, it's just such a cool thing. Like, like the Duffy is a cool trophy. You know what I mean? It's the coolest trophy I've ever had is the Duffy. And this is ranks up there with it. Every one of them have a special number on the bottom. And we've recorded that. If you win this Duffy, I know that you won. You won Gussie number Gussie number fourteen or Gussie number yeah. two or whatever type of like thing. It. And we we run, we publish those in our pro- program each year. Which, by the way, we have a, a great program which I'll have to send you and for you to look at because it's very well done. And uh, so the Gussie is something that I want everybody. And, and I think it's taken off. People talk about it and they they say that's the coolest trophy I've ever won in all my racing and and that's what I want them to do but you can throw all your other ones away like I have in my life you know when you win 2,000 trophies or whatever you win you know and you you keep maybe 10 you know and and that's right I keep the Duffies and and then I'm hoping that people will, will keep the uh, the Gussie so uh, I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt that it's it's going to be up there, you know, with the Duffy, with the Rock, with the Screaming Eagle, with the WK Eagle. That's, you know, there's – that's awesome. I love it. Now, the other one, I think – and this isn't for racers. I just like the way you guys are approaching this event because you, it's not just a carding event, but it's a spectator event. And I was going through the website, and I you know, was clicking everything you had just to, to get the speed. I saw this a while back. You guys have, the, have Gus's tent. And essentially, it's a VIP hospitality tent. This is the cool factor. You guys are just thinking outside the box. For 150 bucks, you're in Gus's tent. You get two VIP tickets for the each day for the weekend. You have pit passes, uh, start-finish viewing area, uh, luxury bathrooms, vehicle parking inside the park, complimentary beer and soft drinks, and like catering. For 150 bucks, that that's awesome. I love I love the focus on the on the spectators. Again, it's trying to get the community involved. You know, again, if if you don't yes. have if you don't have the money, it's free. Go go sit on the hill and yep. enjoy the beautiful park. But if you want like the tent, and we we also have rented uh, really nice bleachers for the for the VIP tent area. So you have you're you're right on the start finish line where all the action is. And you, one of the big things is the parking inside the park that people love. And of course, the gals love the air conditioned bathroom. So I mean, those two things are, are the biggie. <laughs> and we'll have think, no, we'll have music just, going, and we'll have all the things. It, it'll be you know it's 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 all. And again, I I'm looking at when I look at a Formula One race or an IndyCar race, I'm looking at these are things they're doing. You know, to yeah. to make the the spectators part of the event and 
make it exciting and all that kind of stuff. Whether they sit and watch every race and every lap and know who's winning and all that kind of stuff, who knows? But they're out there at an event. They're they're part of it, you know? Yep. Well, folks, stick with us. More to come here on the Industry Insider. I'm talking with Terry Trey, the, the promoter of the Quincy Grand Prix, which will take place next weekend, June 8th and 9th. If you got that weekend off and you're not signed up, trust me, it's a bucket list race. Go be part of it. Folks, stay with us. Again, more to come on the other side of this break. Terry and I are going to talk a bit about class structure, let you know what categories are actually part of the Quincy Grand Prix of karting, and then we'll talk about some of the improvements they've made to the facility and to the event just to get it even safer uh, so that everybody's going to want to come and race. Stay with us. More to come. Are you in need of a podium-proven Briggs 206 chassis? If you answered yes, check out the 2019 Margate Ignite K3 and Brava 206 packages manufactured in St. Louis, Missouri, right here in the USA. The Margate chassis have been racking up 206 podiums on the club and regional level, most recently at big four-stroke programs such as the AMR Homestead Miami Speedway, Texas Pro Car Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series, Atlanta Motorsports Park, and the Gateway Cartplex. The best part about purchasing a Margate racing chassis is that everything can be ordered custom, including frame color, decal color, and logo placement. Choose to purchase as a roller, kit, or race-ready. With a race-ready package, just unbox the cart, add gas, oil, and go. Need factory support? Margay Racing is just a call or email away with technical support or setup tips. Interested in renting a cart at one of the biggest events of the summer? Check out Margay Racing Spec Ignite Class and Arrive and Drive packages. Upcoming events include the historic Quincy Grand Prix Street Race on June 8th and 9th, and the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 5th, 6th, and 7th. For more information, please visit margay.com or call 800-562-7429 today. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Hey everyone, this is Chris Wheeler from Bell Helmets. Bell Racing USA is now the official helmet of Supercarts USA. You can find our newest line of products, such as the Carbon KC7 CMR, the only carbon fiber belt helmet approved with a CMR rating in the entire world during the 2019 season by visiting PSL Karting on-site at all SCUSA events. Check us out online, www.bellracing.com, or on social media by following at HQ. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Episode number 22 of the Industry Insider on tap for you here uh, today. Terry Trader from the Quincy Grand Prix joining me. Uh, the second, essentially the second event, or second edition of the rebirth of this legendary race, the park race. Uh, Terry, thanks for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network again. Let's talk class structure. So people, like, because the great thing is you guys have a pretty solid, uh, you know, a, a a spectrum of the categories that run throughout your area. 
We do. And, uh, you know, one of the big promoters, and I got to blame him for me taking this race on, I got I to say, <laughs> is Keith Freeber. Okay. Yeah, of course. Because he, he, this is one of his favorite races of all time. And he kept saying, you, you know, you really need to bring the race back. You need to ra- bring the race back. I said, I don't, Keith, I don't think we can do it. You know, there's too much, too much work to it. But anyway, he kept encouraging me. And then uh, one day I was at a, a fundraiser in Quincy, and one of the local business guys came up to me and said, I tell you what, I'll give you five grand if you put the race on. I thought, oh my God. So here we go. You know what I mean? Here we go. So I gotta blame <laughs> I gotta blame Keith and this fellow by the name of Brett Austin, who is uh, owns a bunch of property around town for making me encouraging me and kicking me in the in the rear end to to get this thing going. And I, I'm glad yeah. I did because it has been great for the community and or you know, I and I gotta give kudos to Quincy Park District is a separate, you know, a government body. They have been amazing. I mean, they give us the park. Think about that. Use it yeah. as you want it. Block it off, you know, and uh, and do it. So they've been amazing on this thing too. But okay. So anyway, what we did with the class structure, and again, uh, I've got two guys that really helped me kind of organize this thing, and I got to give them kudos. Rick Falks, who's you know a legendary race director that does yeah. a lot of events, and Keith Freeber. So the class structure we came up with uh, in the Midwest, you know, the four cycle thing is a big big deal. And uh, we have, you know, Margay Ignite classes. And we've also did a little something different. On Saturday, we've got what we call Saturday Sprints, which are shorter races, the cheaper entry fee. It gives them a chance to get out on the track and kind of iron things out. And those run eight-lap races on the park, which is, again, 1.2 miles. It's still a good-sized race, okay? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and so we run uh, four classes that day. We run the Margay Ignite. Uh, ran a, we run the... Uh, the Yamaha heavy Briggs heavy. And then we're running the 125 CC pre-final. And we've worked really, really hard to get the 125 CC drivers here. The, you know, it's the, our, our entries, it's so important on that big track. I mean, we can't put six or seven entries out there. We've got to have a pretty good field, you know? So right now we've got about 20 125s. If there's anybody listening, they could bring the 125 and have some fun. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's going to be a great run. So we do a pre-final on Saturday. And then uh, on Sunday we have a a Briggs medium heavy and we have a a master's class 35 and older. Uh, Then we have the Yamaha heavy Yamaha medium and Yamaha masters. And then we have the 125 CC shifter and uh, we have, we're allowing the vintage guys. I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the vintage guys and uh, they have a a drastically reduced uh, entry fee. They're not really running for anything, but I give them all a, a, a memento of, of running in the park. And they, uh, th- they go out and run. It's not really any particular class. Just bring your vintage cart and come out and run. You'll get practice time. You get you know, a race. It, 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 you know, they, they're not getting cut back because they're paying less entry fee. I'm just letting them come out here and like the old days and, and run their carts and, and have some fun, be a part of the whole trip. Well, yeah. Yeah. And re- you know, we're really good to, to let the people there, you know, obviously you get so many fans there. If they're into the, into the pit area, they get a chance to see the, you know, the, the history of our sport. That's what vintage racing is. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. And it's so, so we've got, you know, a, a reason, a, a reasonable, a reasonable amount of, uh, of carts uh, that are entered. Sorry about that. I guess no, right. my, my phone just went off too. I just turned my okay. <laughs> I apologize. All right. Yeah, I, I you know what? Normally, every time I go to a podcast, I turn mine off. I thought I did. I, I did. didn't. So I did. I did it first. Terry. You're good. <laughs> so uh, we've had very. You know, I got to say this: um, the 125s. We've worked. We've worked pretty hard to get these guys to come and enter. And I think again, yeah. 
the farther we get into this event and the more they find out that it's a great event. I mean, if you, there was a uh, Joe Roach won last year in the one twenty five, and he, and he, uh, did a, he, he had his, uh, his race on his, uh, Micron and he, and he taped it and then he put it on YouTube. Yeah. The GoPro. Yeah. A GoPro. Yeah. I mean, and it had yeah. so many views on YouTube. It's unbelievable. And it just shows you know, what the race is all about. And, and uh, so it, that has helped our, 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 I think our cause quite a bit. And so of course the big classes are, you know, the, the, the 206 Briggs, you know, we've got uh, I think 40 in one class and we've got Ooh, 30 to nice. 30 to 40 in each one of the ignites, the, the Briggs and all that kind of stuff. We're a little weak on the Yamaha and I don't know what's happening with the Yamaha classes, but I, all over the country, I guess their, their entries are, are getting a little short. So, you know, we have to, we've been trying to work hard to get the guys to come with the Yamaha stuff and run that kind of thing. Cause they are, yeah. they're fun to watch out there. It really is. Oh yeah. Also I ran the, the year I came, I ran Yamaha pipe. I think I started 37th and stayed out of trouble and finished 11th. But yeah, it's the Yamaha's a fantastic package as everybody knows. And it's a ton of fun at the park. That's for sure. So I love it. You know, and then this year, I mean, we went to uh, uh, Hoosier tire became a big sponsor and we made it a Hoosier race. And, and so, uh, you know, the tires are priced right. And we've got a discount for people that if they don't have the Hoosiers, they, they can buy a set of tires at a good price. I don't, yep. I, my, uh, attitude about the entry fees and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if you look at our entry fees, there's some of the lowest for this type of race around the country. Okay. And I want to keep it that way. And, you know, I don't make them buy a set of tires. I don't make, you know, all that kind of stuff. My, I'm trying to keep everything at a reasonable type of level and, and, uh, you know, didn't increase the prices from last year or anything like that. So, so that's, I, I basically get my money, more money from the sponsors than I do from, from the entries. The entries are important, but, uh, to, to kind of get us to over the top, but, you know, I've raised over a hundred thousand dollars for the local sponsors here this year on, nice. so it's, like I said, it, it, without that, I couldn't do it. it. The entries wouldn't cover it. So that's why we did so, it. It's a good class, so good class structure. It's fun. Close racing, the whole thing. Let, let's let's talk entries right now. I know last year you had told me that you know you kind of budgeted for two hundred or something, and you guys ended up, I think, just topping three hundred entries. How how do the numbers look for this year right now? You know, you're hearing those forty plus in some of these classes. That just excites me. Well, I I uh, you know last year I budgeted. I was hoping for two hundred. Like I told you, we ended up with three hundred two, yeah. which was very exciting. Wow. Very exciting. Uh, this year our pre entries were at about two seventy. Um, wow. I, I, you know, I'd hope to get 350 this year. Not sure I'm going to get that done, but I, I'm just if you know, like anything in, in sales or when you do it, I hope I get instead of 302, I hope I get 303, so I could beat la- yep. beat last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, again, you know, walk up is for an event like yours too, where you're not having to pre-order tires or whatever. You know, walk up entries are not would not be a surprise. You know, normally. Uh, it seems to be a thing we see a lot these days. You know, you're getting ten percent walk up entry. That's going to put you guys right at about three hundred or three ten again. Yeah. So um, again, like I like I I can't uh, you know say this enough to people that if you haven't done a race like this, if you haven't done this is a legendary event, folks. This is the bottom line. Is that everywhere I go when I'm in conversations with people, inevitably it comes up. We talk about some of the old school races, and it's have you ever raced the park? And, you know, it's a, like a matter of pride. It's like a, you know, it's like a ribbon I wear, you know, it's a medal around your neck saying, yeah, I've raced at the park. And that was, and I still look back, Terry, at all the events I've, the cool events I've done. The first time I road raced at mid Ohio, my first Florida winter tour race, 
you know, the first time I raced Rock Island, um, I look back and that was, I'd only been karting, I think, for four, three years at that point. Uh, and I raced with, with Freeber in Dan Schmalsoff's car. He wasn't there and it was, a, it was a spare cart and Darren Rudolph gave me an engine. I look back at that 1998 start at Quincy, the park, as one of like those bucket list amazing things I did in my career. It is neat. That's, it is neat. And you know, I, I don't know if people know that we do a standing start. I mean, that's the other thing we do. Yeah. You know, it's like a like a Formula One start. You know, we got the carts lined up, uh, not straight ahead like Formula One, but on the sides of the track, you know, facing. Both sides, all right? Both sides? Both sides facing in, yes. you know. That's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. And uh, we, throw, <laughs> we give, give them the, uh, put the flag up, on, you know, and the green flag up. And then, then we, yeah. 30 seconds, you put it on the middle. And in 30 seconds or less, boom, the green goes up and everybody goes and, Tries to go to one spot, you know, and then with the- that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's then- it. I just, excuse me, my heart rate just starting up, and I'm like, oh man, that yeah. was awesome. So I loved it. So yeah, it became fun. So the uh, you know, and we're running a really good close program. We got the time schedule set. There's no fooling around. I mean, and, and the thing I'm also doing that's different. I mean, I've got a few volunteers, but in general, I'm paying everybody that helps me at that track. Okay. Uh, my payroll is over $15,000. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I don't want everybody to feel like they're doing me a favor. Okay. So again, they're not making a fortune, but they're out there. I mean, like the flag guys that are out there all day long in the hot sun. I mean, they, they get a hundred dollar bill at the end of the show. They get all the food, they get t-shirts and hats to, that they can keep. So, you know, I try to take care of, I mean, the key is having the best staff going. I want to be able to, when that race starts, I turn it over to Rick folks and in and, and the crew that I have and, it's done. I can I can enjoy the the program and go socialize with my sponsors. That's the way it's that's supposed to be. All right, guys, stay with us. One more quick break, and when Terry, uh, Terry and I come back, we'll talk about those event improvements I've been I've been teasing at, uh, and we'll just kind of have another little overview of what's going to happen. Again, this is uh, the Industry Insider, the Quincy Grand Prix taking place next weekend, June eighth and 9th. Do yourself a favor, uh, clear that weekend, and make sure you head out to this fantastic race. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN. Radio Network. In late June, karting returns to one of America's most legendary homes of racing. The World Karting Association, the foundation of motorsports, is thrilled to bring karting back to the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. On June 21st through 23rd, the WKA Charlotte Motor Speedway Karting Challenge will host three events in one weekend. That's right, three major disciplines all in the spotlight at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. The third stop of the WKA Bridgestone Manufacturers Cup Series is taking competitors to the infield portions of the new Roval circuit, racing around a fast layout, while the WKA Vega Tires National Road Racing Series utilizes the rest of the Roval course for event number four of their 2019 season. The Speedway Dirt Program invades the dirt track at Charlotte on a revised oval for a two-day show, and it will be the first time ever that carts have run at this facility. It's new, and it's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. Registration is now open, and all the information you may need is available at worldcarting.com. Join Rockers at the upcoming Rock Fest in Biloxi, Mississippi, taking place at Finish Line Performance Karting, May 30th to June 2nd on Biloxi's beachfront. Tickets to the Rock International Final will be awarded to race winners. 
with the entire podium receiving Rock the Rio entries. You won't want to miss it. Visit rockcupusa.com for more information and to register for Rockfest Battle at the Beach. Hi, EKN listeners. This is Jeff Wessel from Streeter Superstands. When it comes to lifts and stands for your carts and the largest selection of shop and trailer accessories, we know all about building and giving you the best. The Streeter Superstands crew has over 30 years of experience, are cart racers just like you, and know that the Streeter name stands for durability, affordability, and most of all, quality. We're the original and genuine manufacturer of Bigfoots and Stacker Stands, and we build them right here in the USA, along with our best-selling Streeter Superlift, upright stands, and an ever-growing roster of shop and trailer accessories to outfit any trailer or garage. While some guys pretend to be number one, we prove it every day, every race. Racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstand builds it. Check us out at StreeterSuperstands.com. When it comes to the best in lifts, stands, shop and trailer accessories, and all the cool necessities to make your race day easy and organized, it's all at StreeterSuperstands.com. We innovate, not imitate. Roll with the best right now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. It is episode 22 of the Industry Insider. My name is Rob Howden, joined today by Terry Trader, the promoter of the Quincy Grand Prix, which will take place next weekend, June 8th and 9th in Quincy, Illinois. The legendary park race making its return to the American karting scene last year. And again, uh, into now it's second, second, let's say second edition of the new iteration. And Terry, I think that both like that kind of leans in perfectly to the fact that over the years of Gus running the race back from 1970 on, he made you constantly making adjustments, right? Making evolutions, improvements. You guys reset the bar. You spend all the time to, you know, get that first race done. And we know that first race is always so much work, right? Because yes. you're doing, ev- you're doing everything right. You're and good. then once it's done, yeah. Right. Once it's done, the formula is there. Now you can start tweaking the formula. I know you, we've talked. We had an article on the website. You guys made some major improvements safety-wise for 2019. Right. We, uh, you know, we rented the, uh, we rented 880 barriers, the plastic barriers, which are so much an improvement over the hay bales that Gus used to have to use. You know, they did, they, yeah. they weren't around when he did it. So uh, that was beautiful. And then we had 500 hay bales that we supplemented those with. And then, so this year, the people that I rent the, barriers from i said i need i want more barriers i want i want to increase this thing so we moved to to another full truckload we'll have about 1300 barriers we increased increased the hay bales to 700 from 500 and uh last year they used kind of uh the the fence company that that we use they use a lot of plastic fence you know that uh, more like uh construction type fence to keep people back this year we're going to have pretty much all six foot high chain link fence and uh, we've got it set back. So, you know, the, our main main goal is, again, no no injury. So, you know, I've told the guys setting up the track, which are JT and Jeff Miles, the um, father and son, they do a great job, is to, okay, think about what's the worst thing that can happen, and we got to try to prevent it, okay? So we've got a, we've got a whole bunch of, of 55-gallon plastic barrels that we put water in uh, that we've got for the local Pepsi uh, distributor, uh, so we've got, and then we put these on the, you know, all the trees and we've got them. Uh, I, I did come up with a good idea on the, the trees. All We took hay bales and we shrink wrap them to the trees so that yeah. they don't fall down. So that has been a, a great thing. Uh, and the, you know, the other thing about that makes it safe is that this track is smooth as silk. I mean, yeah. new asphalt, 
it's it's just really really nice and it doesn't beat you up and uh the grip is good and so i you know as long as the guys have to understand that you know there isn't a lot of escape area you have curbs and you've got grass but i mean you've got to just use your head a little bit you know and uh it's a long race you don't need to dive in on somebody and try to take them out or anything like that the track's wide as you know it's it's a wide track you know it it narrows up at a certain couple little areas but it's really a wide track you could probably put four or five cars across on, on a lot of the spaces. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, it's a great track. It's unique. We've got community sport where my safety guys have set it up uh, and it, we've increased that just unbelievable. And um, I think that if anybody would come to this deal, they would say, wow, man, this is good. I'm going to have flags flying. We'll have, you know, sponsor banners everywhere. We'll have, you know, it's just going to be, we'll have, we get also this year, we've got a merchandise tent. We're going to be selling t-shirts and all those kind of things. Uh, we'll have the sponsors, we'll have their tents and have giveaways and, and, and things like that. So again, it's going to be a carnival type atmosphere uh, that, that we're creating for the spectators. Well, let's, let's jump into one thing real quickly, because obviously the, the Midwest has been hit with some pretty crazy weather. And as we cap off this edition of the industry insider, you talked a bit about the fact, you know, you talked about the fact that number one, you're trying to present karting to the people of Quincy, and maybe you're going to get some people that will come racing. You have you have TNT Cartway across the Mississippi on the other side, where you have club racing and whatever it may be. But what you told me beforehand, which is pretty crazy, now this is not going to affect the race whatsoever because of the elevation of the track within Quincy. But man, the the, uh, the water levels of the Mississippi pretty high, and potential for flood over in that track, which uh, I hate to hear. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately we're located in a low area on the other side of the river in Missouri, um, and this this uh, the rain just won't quit, and the river levels are at a almost historic high. We had one one higher uh, crest in 1993, which was the year that we had the the great flood and t- took all our thirty thousand square foot of buildings when we used to have the business there. But I've yeah. I've never moved back there because I can't forget it. But the, <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that. But we had uh, this year that we uh, and I, you and I had discussed this uh, at some other time. We, I, I did another little unique thing. We've got a rental track that rental carts there, and and what I've done uh, to involve the community again, I, I've rented out the rental carts to business people, and they pay me a fee, and then they get to practice and qualify at the, at our TNT Cartways track, and then. For the final deal, they get they get into feature events and they actually get to drive on the park, the, the the historic park. So they had a great time last year. I've got forty of these business people that are going to be out there, and of course they're very amateur drivers, and and we need to get in practice. So that's why we wanted to take them to TNT Carways. Well, that's out this year because of the high water level. So uh, the race committee is trying to come up with a plan so that we give these people the value for what they've, you know, rented the carts for and that kind of stuff. And we'll come up with something to make it fun for them. But uh, it's just another thing with, with any kind of promotion, as you know, there's always something happening that you got to plan that you don't plan on, that you got to make a decision. That's right. Yeah. Got to bob, bob and weave, but you know, uh, Terry, that, that, that business, that you know, the business race you have, that's another, that's one of the things that really brings the people from the community in as well. We've saw that at Lancaster, and a lot of people will come out to watch the entire weekend, especially Sunday, because not only are they potentially coming to watch the karting event, but they're also going to watch 
their husband or wife or, or son or daughter, whoever that may be, in the business race. Right. They come on and they say, well, right. let's see this guy make a fool out of himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> let's see if he finishes last or something like that, you know, but they bring their, their yep. kids, their family, their friends and all that. So, again, it just drags everybody out to to the park to, to see this event. So, you know, again, the whole package of, of the Gus tent and the business class race and and uh, you know all the sponsors and that kind of stuff. Another thing I'm doing uh, that we that we do on Friday night uh, last year we had Scott Pruitt Kemp come here, which was amazing for him to come here. Didn't charge us anything. We didn't we didn't pay any anything for the, for the guy. He just loves karting that much, you know. And I love it. Yeah. yeah, and we we had a sponsor uh, like reception on Friday night honoring Scott, and actually I gave him Gussie one. And, uh, so he, he said, he definitely has put that on his shelf. And, uh, so the sponsors loved that event and we had pictures of, of Scott's video of him racing and that kind of thing. So this year I, I don't have a real celebrity like I did last year, but we're still going to do a, what we call a winner's reception. And we're going to invite the Gussie winners from last year and any winner in the park previously to come to this reception and I love that idea. meet the sponsors. And, and uh, again, I want to give the sponsors a value, you know, that's, that's what everybody's got to remember that these guys are giving you money to put this event on. And if you don't give them value next year, you're going to have a heck of a time uh, getting anything from them. So uh, yeah. uh, that's the whole goal is to do all that kind of stuff. And again, we've got a program that's really a neat, nice, nice, nice program that they got their ads in and we make sure they get a program uh, for every, everybody gets a program on that. So uh, you know, it's just a whole package of trying to make this thing a community event. The race is one thing. I want every every driver to have a great time. I want every driver to win. But but to make this thing happen, we got to have the sponsors, the community, and all that. If if we had this thing and nobody come to watch it, we might as well not have it. Okay, so um, yeah, that that's the big thing. So if we get these kind of spectators, it makes you feel good, and then we can we can go on next year. Well, and that's it. Let's cap this off. You know, your focus obviously. You've got the spectators. You've got this unbelievably unique venue. You have a city behind you. You've got numbers. You've got industry behind you as well. So you've got the drivers. You have the fans. You have the support from the city. Uh, you've got the venue. And, you know, you talked about the fact that you want to make this the Indy 500, the Formula One of karting. And, you know, that's that's what it is, right? Pushing forward to try to find that major sponsor. But in the end, Terry, what you do is, is you do the work all year long and then come Friday or Saturday morning, you hand the keys over to Rick Folks and the crew and you let you know, you hire the people to get the job done and you let them do the job. Yep, and that's it. And then and they do a fine job, by the way. I mean, I I'm really proud of them and uh that you know, again, they're involved all year. We try to make sure that any little decision I'm not making every decision. I'm not I, I want everybody to be on board with what we do. So when they get here, it's like I'm not oh, stepping on what they'd like to do. And, uh, of course, they got great ideas, too, and it, and it, and it yep. helps me a lot. So uh, uh, Rick sees a lot of stuff. Keith Freeber sees a lot of stuff. You see a lot of stuff. You know, anything that, like that, I, I'm willing to listen uh, to, to how we can make something improved, improved, improved until, you know, the people will say, I got to do it. Like you said, the bucket list. I'm going to the Quincy in the Park. I'm going to the Grand Prix. And so we need more drivers. I'd love to have uh, more drivers come to this thing and really experience it. And if they did, I I think they'd absolutely love it. And then their their family would love it. Their crew would love it. I mean, then the city goes all out for them. There'll be a banner hanging across Main Street that says, Welcome Carters. I mean, just a lot of little stuff that that happens here that's really unique for a 
a town of our size and, and it, they've always welcomed the Carter. And so it makes you feel like you're special when you come to this town. Well, folks, I'll tell you this, the, uh, the return of the Quincy Grand Prix last year, one of the biggest things that happened in North American karting over the last 10 years. Great to have that event back. And of course, Terry Trader and his staff working hard to improve for 2019. You heard it here in this last segment, uh, a major advancement in terms of additional ban- uh, barriers, additional uh, safety features, and of course, uh, the fencing all around the track as well. Terry and his crew uh, continue to focus on trying to make the track safer and safer and, and just wanting more racers to come out and be able to put their name uh, as part of Park Legend. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for joining us here on the ECAN Radio Network. I appreciate it. Uh, I know that you're busy, and I'm, I'm, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We need uh, we need it to stop raining. That'll be the <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, right? uh, you can't do anything about that, Rob. But that's I cannot. We, we need we need that. Uh, we need a little clearance here from the rain. It's rained like so much. It's unreal. But if we can get that, we'll have a beautiful race and everybody will be happy and go away, go away thinking that, yeah, I'm really glad that I did that. Well, folks, you heard it. He's got about 270 pre-entries. By the time we get this thing up on the ECAN radio network, uh, it's probably going to be 280 or 290. Be part of this event. June 8th and 9th, Quincy, Illinois, uh, the second running of the return of the legend. Uh, the Quincy Grand Prix. Terry Trader, thank you so much for joining us, folks, and thank you for being part of the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.